Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello, Trevor. And on this I am tired. fine <laughs> evening where we are recording a little later than usual, and uh, we are going to play some click pitch. We're going to see how it goes. It's either going to be our worst episode or our best based on how tired we are. Yes. But, uh, are we going to put our new favourite thing in place or we can't be fucked this week? Yeah, in previous weeks, if you if this is your first episode, we, we occasionally limit ourselves to a genre uh, just to, to give ourselves a bit of- a bit of extra challenge, but I think this week we'll just do some classic click pitch. So, Trevor, do you want to tell the listening audience about what click pitch is? We each have a random word generator, three, two, one click. We click refresh, get word, throw it at each other, come up with game design, throw it away, do another one. Done. That's the slightly truncated version. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Three, two, one click. Yeah. Basil. Flourish. Ooh, basil flourish. Oh, okay. Some sort of cooking game. I mean, Basil's- Yeah, I'm- I don't know. I'm seeing Basil as as like a a character, even like oh, it can be both. <laughs> so, so what what uh, what I started thinking of um, when I thought of a cooking game and herbs. Do you know that video of the guy doing the like smoked whatever it is, like smoked steak or something, and he drops the salt on. Like, there's that meme with him, like he lifts the salt up over his shoulder and like drops it down. No, I haven't seen that. You don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. I list- everyone listening does. It's only you. Anyway, uh, the flourish, <laughs> it's like, obviously, it's a it's a flourish. And so, I'm thinking of, like, some sort of performative cooking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that- maybe it's like a like a reality TV, like a chef, like an Iron Chef kind of thing. Um, and the host is Basil. Yep. Now, I'm not entirely sure of the gameplay, although, as I was saying that, my mind did go in a co-op direction. <laughs> of course it did I'm kind of picturing uh, Like uh, a scene Where it's sort of you, You're seeing the camera's point of view Of your little like cooking station mm-hmm. And You have to control the arms Of your character to to Go through the cooking the motions That are required for cooking yep. Whatever dish has been assigned to you And so you're kind of having to Like reach over here and I don't know uh, whether it's, um, I guess, a controller. I guess, like, one thumbstick controls each arm or something. Yeah. I- I'm thinking that kind of like um, having different different characters from different sort of uh, cooking shows and that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. um, you've got, you know, maybe a Gordon Ramsay sort of character. You've got, um, you know, a, a, a Matt Jamie Preston Oliver. Or from the Jamie Oliver. And then you've got that um, four-armed guy from Futurama with the spice weasel. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's a hard level. You can switch between his arms. You can like have that's the- co-op. Oh, that's co. Oh my god, yes, co-op. Oh fuck, that would be really good actually. I like the idea of there being co-op in two. Like, you can have co-op with two characters in there, but in that way, you kind of you get in the way of each other. Or you can have co-op with yeah, you've got a four-armed character. There's that yep. guy. There's Goro from Mortal Kombat. Yep. Um, um, there's like Shiva from Mortal Kombat. There's, there's like, like Doc like Octopus. Kitaro from- <laughs> That's for three players. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I think it's just like you've got your ingredients, you've got your tools sort of around you in different places on different shelves, and you've you've got a recipe that you have to follow. Uh, and, and you have to, like, grab the pan down, put it onto the stove, grab this ingredient, put it in there, you know, crack an egg or whatever, um, put it in the mixer. But, of course, you know, with, with the way you're controlling it, you're going to get some hilarious stuff and you can have yeah, things I, I like- rec- I reckon you could even have, um, like, you know, that, that octopus game. Uh, Octodad. Octodad. You mm-hmm. can even have, like, that as, as like, a- Downloadable character. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, there's ton. Yeah, I'm I'm picturing that sort of control scheme that it's like it's pretty much. I think maybe like certain. I think it's just the hands you're controlling. So like the 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 body, like if you sort of are reaching for something and you're not holding onto something else that can't be moved, like the body will you'll, you'll get pulled in that direction, right? Um, and. So you'd you'd have to tweak the controls a bit, but I'm sure there's a way you can do it where it's sort of yeah. Your body moves based on what you're reaching for, and and then yeah, and you then you do get points for for flourishes and things. You know that's the other. Or I mean, you're naturally going to have things that kind of look like flourishes anyway with that sort of control yep. scheme. Uh, but yeah, and then I like the idea of doing it as like a real as a as a reality cooking show, whether it's competitive or, or whatever. I guess competitive uh, with yeah your host Basil, uh, Basil Coriander. <laughs> the host of, uh, I don't know, what would be- Twitch's latest cooking show. Oh, yeah, totally. Twitch streaming. Um, they know. get to choose the recipe. They get to vote on, you know, who oh, had the best yeah, you could, That's it. You could actually, you could do some cool Twitch integration stuff there with- yep. Particularly if you had multiplayer um, and, and you know, yeah, they get to like vote on who did it best and that sort of thing. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I, I like, like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Three, two, one, click. Appendage. Boa. Boa? Spelled how? Yes. B-O-A. As in boa constrictor. Ah, okay. (laughs) Or like a feather boa. Okay. So, kind of in the vein of the last game, I'm picturing that this is a character who wakes up one day and finds that his arm has been replaced by a boa constrictor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. Yep. Is it first person? I got a I got a first person image there because you've kind of got that in you know that first person gun view, but you've just got a fucking snake there, <laughs> a snake that um is like controlled by the AI sort of thing. So yeah, you can- or, or or even VR actually could be interesting there because then all you're all you're doing with the with the VR controller is kind of moving the base of the snake around, and then based based on what it's in proximity to, the AI can kind of take over in different ways. Yep, and I'm picturing kind of like um, Bionic Commando. You can have like, you know, swinging sort of mechanics and, and that <laughs> sort of stuff, kind of like your, your Windlands or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you 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 whip out the um the boa like like a whip. <laughs> oh, <God. Swing. laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, and we could, we don't have to go VR. We could just go kind of. It, it could just be the premise of of a platformer, sort of uh, whether it's two D or three D. Um, because now you're actually giving me Earthworm Jim kind of vibes, uh, yeah. with the sort of whipping out and, and hanging on. Yeah, um, I, I like it a lot. I'm I'm just picturing, you know, this is like a genetically enhanced boa constrictor, though, so um, it digests things really, really quickly. Oh, you um, could have like Yoshi mechanics, where not only yep. does the does the snake be your kind of uh, uh, way to get around traversal. 
But yeah, it's like, it's also obviously your attack. And yeah, if it swallows things, then it might turn them into other pop things. Pop out an egg. Yeah, like pop whatever. <laughs> or a skeleton. I don't know. <laughs> um, or just to consume things for like a resource for something, you know, for something else, for some other mechanic. Yep. Okay. How else can we do interesting stuff with that? Is this- I mean, narratively, why- what's happened here? Um, I'm kind of thinking it's almost like a, a human centipede uh, sort of situation where- Okay. You're in a car accident. Like, you've got, like, a you're, mad surgeon. A mad surgeon has has um, stitched a, um, a bowel constrictor to your arm, but um, he's also, like, put um, some sort of mi- um, mind implant so that you and the snake can converse. Okay. Yep. So you you telepathically talk to the snake. Yeah, it's a character and in itself. It's a character in itself, and I'm picturing that it's like a hyper intelligent snake, voiced by Justin Roiland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, if 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 it's Justin Roiland, it'd probably have to be VR, just because that's like his jam. It'd have to what? It'll have Sorry? to be VR. That's VR. his jam. If we want buy-in, you know, if we want if we want fucking Squanch Tendo. To uh, to develop this for us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's cool. We could we can stick with the VR. Yeah, but I'm kind of picturing it like a um almost a moss point of view or a um you know a, a lucky tales or whatever. Okay. Whatever that. Yeah, I mean, and even so it's a platformer that I mean, tro- um, and even Trover is a bit like that. For those who haven't played yeah. it, we've both been playing uh, Trover Saves the Universe, which uh, is a is a very funny. VR game. Well, it's not just VR, but we've been playing in VR. Um, that's sort of a, a, a platformer slash, you know, first person E. Because we're yuppies that, that own very expensive hardware. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a birthday present. Um, <laughs> so, um. And you're playing on my PC. Yeah, well. Well, that I mainly own. You own the graphics card for it. <laughs> I like that. The snake as a as a character, you can have some really funny stuff there. Particularly as you're making it do things, like I'm picturing, you know, it's in the middle of talking to you, and you like whip it out to, to you whip it out, you like whip it towards <laughs> something, and it starts. It's like muffled. It's like, ah, oh, you fucking bastard! Like, I was in the middle of something, and you just go and make me, you know, swing on a goddamn branch. I, I kind of like. I know that um, there's another game that's been called this before, but I kind of like the idea of it being called like Whiplash. Or something like that. Um, just because the idea of the snake, you know, getting whiplashed through the um, through the <laughs> fact that you- <laughs> you're launching it out. Yeah, the snake's just like, shouldn't should my neck be breaking? This this mad surgeon must have, like, reinforced my bone structure as well. <laughs> you go you go through, like, a um, an airplane or airport level and you go through the, um, through, like, the x-ray machine. And it shows that, you know, it's all titanium plates and all this sort of stuff in his bones. Oh, fucking Wolverine. <laughs> fucking Weapon X. <laughs> Weapon S. Weapon S. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I like that. That's Three, cool. two, one click. Fungicide. Casserole. <laughs> it's all sort of cooking stuff. Um, well, I guess the last time I wasn't cooking, but anyway. Fungicide casserole. So, something about a mushroom, a deadly mushroom in a casserole. Oh, wait, fun- fungicide. That's for killing mushrooms. It's for killing mushrooms. Um, okay. We, I mean, we do have 
we do have a world that is rich in lore of anthropomorphic, um, like foodstuffs that we could go to, to for <laughs> some sort of royal. It's it's also it's a regicide. It's a regifungicide. King oh, mushroom. King um, toadstool. Oh wait, that's like a Mario thing. Um, King Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could go Mario with it as well. Someone bakes toad, who's now king for some reason. Um, okay. Well, okay. I guess it's like I've, princess. It, toad it's soul. like it's like a um, it's like a mirror universe sort of Mario game, where Bowser has decided that he's sick of the Mushroom Kingdom, so he's developed a fungicide. Um, yeah, to kill off the majority it's a of the fungicide. <laughs> he's decided that you know kidnapping kidnapping Princess Peach has never worked, so she's going to kill off all her um, all her like constituents. Yeah, and, so anyone um, who has any fungal DNA is affected by this thing, and they just like rot. It's like a really yep. dark Mario game. Yeah, and your whole thing is that you that you're trying to trying to save the last like mushroom. Do you do, is it are you still playing Mario and or Luigi? Um, I kind of like the idea that you're you're actually playing Toad. Okay. Like, you being the last mushroom. Uh, um, oh, wait. I thought you were trying to save them, though. Or is it too late? Yeah, it's done. Well, I, I think it's it's too late. It's done. You're now Toad. And so, for some reason, you have- um, Toad has, like, this, like, uh, innate ability to- to actually stop himself from from being killed by this fungicide, but he he's still susceptible to it. But he he can actually um, he's got a, he can sense it maybe in some way. So he can, he can sense stay away from and, it. Yeah, I, I like the idea that it's so. This is it's basically unlike a, a Captain Toad. This is like treasure a, tracker. This is actually you know a dark Mario. This is game like a post apocalyptic Mario yeah. game. The Mushroom Kingdom but with no mushrooms Toad is, left. And I, I think it's actually Toad and Toadette are the um other two. That are remain, that sure, are remaining. Sure, yeah. Maybe you've got a you've got a choice uh, on, yeah. on who to play, and maybe the other character is is maybe it's one of these like sidekick or and or co op kind of situations. Yeah, um, I kind of like the idea of it being like a Mario sixty four style of game. Okay, so the the fairly classic like three D platform Mario. Yep, yep. Fairly classic three D platformer, but fucking dark. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, to the point that you know, un- unlike Mario, where you're just going to try and beat Bowser and not actually kill him, you're you're literally going for murder this time. There's- right. So what's Bowser done after? Is he like, is he back in the fucking Cooper Kingdom or whatever? Just like he's just a dictator there, reveling in his in his destruction of his mortal enemy. Yep. Um, we we go back to the the whole thing. Or is where, he or is he haunted um, by what he's done? <laughs> Well, I think I think you do have like um, you're not necessarily the last mushroom. You're the last of of like the typical mushroom yeah. people of of you know the toads and that sort of stuff. But the goombas are still around. But this time, Ooh, instead okay. of the goombas being bad things, um, like you're almost amassing an army of them, okay. and you're going up the against go- what the like fuck the- are goombas really? They're like mushrooms, are but they? they're being turned to the bar- the dark side. Okay, but but they have have seen what's happened. To their fungal brethren, yeah, and have and have rebelled against uh, have against rebelled Bowser. against all things turtles, right? Which is- yes, of course, yes, yeah. So I think the soup that they're going or the casserole that they're going for is like turtle soup <laughs> sort of thing, <laughs> right? I forgot we had casserole. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That. I mean, that's fine. They want. They want to make a turtle casserole out of out of Bowser. I think we've got enough. Um, <laughs> enough interest. Interesting game game uh, narrative here that we can just take that as, yeah. as casserole. Um. Okay. So I think there's going to have to be a little bit of stealth in this. Um. Ooh, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah because yeah. obviously they've. Um, each Cooper has sort of been given fungicide that they can very quickly wipe out Toad. Well, I, I mean, you said a little bit of stealth, but I kind of like the idea of a, of a more a Mario of a fairly game. heavily stealthy Mario game. Um, and as as a pair of Toadstools, you've, I, I kind of like some of the things that you could do, like hanging, like you can hang by like, you've got your, that big wide brimmed head. <laughs> That you can, like, use to hang from things that are close together. Like, rock yourself back and forth to move along it. Um, Oh, God. I'm just just imagining, you know, um, Toad sneaking up behind a turtle and just snapping its neck and just ripping it out of the shell. (laughs) I mean, we're going dark and post-apocalyptic, man. Got to have that Toad- that that fucking turtle gore. Yeah. but even things like because it's a a, a co-op like a, or a, or at least a, a two character thing, you know, being able to bounce on each other's heads to reach higher spots and uh, you know help each other, just make distractions or something, um, let out some spores. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining some of the some of the um like extra stealth mechanics, like letting out the spores, like puts a dust cloud down, sort of thing, that kind of can choke the air. Mm. Or even I- getting different types of spores that, like, maybe you can have it that the you can send out spores that will grow little baby mushrooms on certain certain surfaces or something, and then it could be for a distraction or for light or for like they've got different kind of um, attributes. Yeah. That. Uh- so I'm wa- I'm wondering whether. You know things like the one-up mushroom and the and the growing mushroom and oh, like the yeah. poison mushroom from from like um, from Mario lost Law. levels. Mm-hmm. Um, whether whether they're now in in such short supply that you know you can actually when when you get to a certain points in the game you know you can actually unlock like there's this one one remaining big mushroom left. And the whole idea is that you've got to transport across this level just to- Right, yeah. Just be able to, you know, keep the, um, uh, you know, keep the DNA uh, viable so that you can actually- Yeah, so uh, that you can- Recreate like, these. Keep breeding them. Um, so yeah, that's a really I good idea for like a like the idea that, um, that, like, Princess Peach and, and Mario and Luigi are kind of indifferent to this whole thing. Like- Right. They're like, oh, it's just mushrooms. You know, we've we've killed heaps of these mushrooms before, like in Goombas. <laughs> well, I mean, and particularly that sort of the stuff. Goombas. Yeah, maybe they feel that the the, the toad, the toadstools in in allying with the Goombas have betrayed them. Yeah, because they're so short sighted to their privilege as non fungal beings. So maybe maybe that maybe that's the whole reason as to why um why Toad and Toadette have have sort of allied themselves with the Goombas because Cooper gets really pissed off, creates a fungicide that kills off the majority of the Goombas. And so then Toad and Toadette, you know, go out basically saying, these are these are distant ancestors of ours. We're not happy about this whole thing yeah. happening and they're just what they're out for turtle blood now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. God, I love I love how dark it could actually go. Like oh yeah. How how gory you could make the, the turtle deaths and all this sort of stuff. Um, now Princess Peach, yes, is is also often known as Princess Toadstool. 
Does yes. she have toadstool DNA? Is she affected by this? I have a feeling that you find out that she she doesn't have toadstool DNA, but she's actually human, and she just like trans. She got transported to this world many years ago, and people just they yeah, just called um, her. Yeah, she they just- put her as royalty because she was so different to everything else, and she. But yeah, now she's the typical sort of white saviour trope, yep. you know. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So- oh, I kind of like the idea that, like, the, the second to last boss is Mario. So okay. it's towed up against Mario sort of thing. That yep. Mario is, is against all this, all this, you know, killing of all, all the turtles. And there's, and there's, like, this real nasty scene between- um, well, and they've Toadette just- well, the and Mario. Is, maybe- Maybe Mario is also after the last, uh, I don't know, like the last one-up mushroom, because- <laughs> he, He's got an appetite for, for Goombas now. <laughs> no, well, this is the thing. He fucking- it, it, And it's actually really goddamn creepy, because he eats mushrooms, as well as helps <laughs> mushrooms, as well as kills mushrooms, or, to- or toads, like toadstools. So- I'm, I'm just I'm just picturing, like, um, you, you enter this lair, and- um, you hear like this Java like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you turn around and it's like this grotesquely deformed Mario who's just- He's just eaten all eat, of the eating gross- Eating all these one-up mushrooms and all, all these like, um, you know, the growth mushrooms. I have like- 99 lives. <laughs> You'll never kill me. <laughs> just imagine like this big grotesque fucking Mario. It's just yeah. Like, how awesome that would be to to have like um a big you know battle against Mario. Well, and then because um, it's a you know we're kind of making this into a stealth game. It's all about just like Mario can't move. If he sees you, he can like throw fireballs at you and stuff. Yep, uh, I love and, the idea of him you know, like if he catches you, he, he just I love the idea you. of him switching between these suits. And he can't fit in them anymore, <laughs> so they're just like his belly's the coming out of him. Mario, and- oh my god! Yes, and I'm just and I'm just picturing like um, kind of like how Java has you know slave Leia, but it's slave Luigi. There's like Luigi in oh, this skimpy man. little green outfit. I was going to say that like- Luigi, I think, would be on the side. Like he seems much more work than Mario. Um, he'd yeah, be he an seems ally. better than Mario. But yeah, I, I like the idea of he gets captured early on, but he's like he's like chained to chained to Mario. Yeah, um, and he and he's like, you know, still as skinny as what he always is. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't been gorging on oh, your your brothers and sisters. <laughs> that is really maybe, fucking maybe messed whole, up when you think about it. Maybe the whole time, like. Toad hasn't realised that Mario's been, like, addicted to all these mushrooms. Yeah. Are, they, are these, like, you know, the larval stages of Toads? And, <laughs> and like, the bricks. Oh, God. So, the toad, the Toads fucking, like, put, put out- Like, they, they grow these little larval stages. They put them in bricks for safekeeping and incubation. And Mario's just, like, <laughs> going around fucking punching these bricks and eating their babies. And then they're well, always I'm, like, I'm now yes, imagining Mario. that- that um, Toadette's pregnant, and the final scene is she she lays an egg that is that looks like a brick, like. So <laughs> <laughs> got a question mark on it. <laughs> we don't know yet if it's going to be a one up or a growth mushroom. <laughs> oh no! That's why there's a question oh, mark on that, it. That just makes it so fucking dark. Oh my god! <laughs> That's amazing. 
I love it. All right. I love it a lot. Three, Three two, two one click. click. God, that went to a dark place. Ooh, I know. Yeah, well, here you go. Clowning. <laughs> radial. Radial clowning. So not rodeo, but radial. Uh, More coughs for me to cut out. Are you a mass <laughs> clown? <laughs> hey, kids. Have you ever seen a protractor? Check out what I can do with angles. I'm a mathematician. Oh, God. No. No, 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 no. I don't know. I feel like that could make a good, like, point-and-click adventure protagonist. Or at least a character that your protagonist comes up against. Well, radial is, like, moving along a radius or um, relating to the radius bone, relating to the radius veins. So, I'm kind of like the idea of of maybe it's- um, It's someone going to clown college to be a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Just like fucking pulling out strings of flags and depl- like giving medicine via um, flower on their lapel. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I kind of like the idea of having to like, yeah, like figure out this world of medicine that's that's just based around clowns and and slapstick and magic tricks. It's kind of like um, the TV show Scrubs if it was if they were clowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it could be like an episodic kind of thing where you do have you know a certain set of patients where all their stories you know link together to teach your protagonist a lesson. But the actual all, game- the, all the time, um, like the clown has had a wrist injury and and it's really hard to um. To like perform repetitive tasks, yeah, and like all he this can't, sort of stuff. he can't like squeeze the the bulb on his on his big um, oversized horn. Um, you have to like amputate one of his giant feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine like if if inside the in, if inside the classic giant clown shoe, you just like pull that um, shoe off and it just keeps coming, and there's actually like a giant foot in there. And it's and it's like a um you put your hand in in the shoe and it's like the Mary Poppins bag sort of thing that it's like oh my god <laughs> this thing goes forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean from a gameplay point of view, you know you you could have it kind of being a a bit of a a puzzle solving situation where you, you kind of have to look at the symptoms and and based on what you've learned throughout the game so far, you know that. Like, I kind of like the idea that all these clowns, the things you associate with the clowns, yeah, they are actually part of the body in this situation. So, like, you come yep. in with someone and their red nose has lost its color or something in it. And, yeah, they're, they're giant. They've got gangrene in the end of their giant foot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The, the makeup is permanent. It's actually part of their faces. And so, like, any sort of discoloration there is a symptom. <laughs> oh, God. It's just reminding me of, like, horror films sort of thing. Yeah, but you could keep it light. You don't have to go the creepy clown trope. Um, and then, okay. yeah, you do get to you do get to um, uh, uh, operate on these clowns and perform magic tricks. <laughs> you cut an artery and confetti comes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like thirty cc's of salsa right now, nurse. <laughs> Oh god! Where give me that tin. Give me that tin of snakes. I mean peanuts. Two <laughs> right. one click. 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 Bulldozer. Blackhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I immediately had like a vision 
of of like tiny beings on someone's face, like having I to know. do road work I had and the stuff. same vision. <laughs> oh god, this ch- this episode is disgusting, but I love it. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let's think about how the gameplay of this could work. Because I'm thinking, yeah, you're like digging out blackheads, popping zits, um, cutting hair, like sh- like sh- you know, cutting sh- either yanking out or cutting hair, depending on shaving. Uh, yep, depending on on what you want. Um, like applying like lotion and stuff. Because yep. I'm trying to think if this is a. <sighs> I think it's a real time strategy. Oh my god. It could be. Okay. So, these are actually just all aspects of how you're kind of building up your- kind of your base. That's how you clear the space or, like, resources. Yeah. And, you know, it's basically you you move into a new a new spot on the face sort of thing or on the back in certain places. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can you can have different maps and, and the sort of things that you're going up against is, like, dirt and grime and, like, germs and bacteria and- Well, yeah. I think you're some sort of virus army- and you're fighting off- uh, And I mean, I know viruses don't necessarily, like, sit on the surface of- Whatever. Like, you're some sort of disease and and maybe you're fighting off, like, the the, the immune system. Uh, but for whatever reason, you're fighting on the surface of the body. And so, I, li- I like the idea that, like, a field of blackheads is, like, your resource. It's like you send off your peons <laughs> to pull up these blackheads and, and get the, the goodness that's inside, which power your fucking war machines- and you you can go you know spelunking in the cave that's left behind and <laughs> yeah or you can yeah you can do something with the hole that's left behind or or you can let uh, skin grow over the um go grow over the blackhead to try and you know get a um get a pimple to form and then that's like oh yeah that's different like the type next of resource level. of yeah if you pick at the if you pick at the if you pick at something too much it can it can form a scab uh, and that's useful to you as well. I like the idea of when you want to, like, pinch something that you need two bulldozers either side to sort of, like, put down their things and squeeze and it sort of squeezes yeah, up. Yeah, well, you've got you all get, your different- You have to get on a different angle and all that sort of stuff. You've got all your different units. Um, so, yeah, where you form a pimple is important because you need to make sure you've got the access from from both sides to, to be able to squeeze it and get that, that valuable pass. <laughs> uh <laughs> Which again as a resource powers your your units, <laughs> and I think outside of that, it's a fairly you know I mean you, you, your units are all kind of different sort of virus based machines in a way you know they can kind of be organic in nature but but have mechanical aspects to them I think yeah um, and and you you know past that I think it's a fairly straightforward RTS in in a lot of ways. Uh, so, so maybe what actually, um, so like your peons, uh, to actually create blackheads, you have to actually, um, like. Like spread oil. They, have to, they, they have to go into, into like, um, you have to like plant the blackheads sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to plant them at the right time to harvest them into, into like the pus. Yeah. Well, you need maybe like a certain amount of surface oil on the skin. It's <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. um you know sometimes you gotta you gotta clear out the hair first and you know open the pore up with some with some um you know warm warm water or you know at least some some sort of heat oh i like that yeah 
because I assume you're on the Wikipedia page for this as well, um, seeing that it's a clogged hair follicle. Um, so, yeah, maybe you do have to build, like, these, like, heat-related things to open up the pores, and that's where you can, like, plant and harvest your blackheads. <laughs> um, and, again, you need, like, your oil glands to, to be pumping out enough oil. That's just a resource for, for part of planting it. Yeah. Um Oh my I god! I like this a lot. That's disgusting, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Um, that's all I've got for that. Fucking three to one click. Yeah, same here. Three to one click. Archer. This kind of goes well with what we what we had in the last one. Okay. Tightening. Tightening. Like you want to tighten up the skin, <laughs> but no, tightening and archer. Archer. Hmm. So I mean, tightening and archer works well from a bow point of view. Just the yep. string. David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> but don't make references to a D&D game that no one else is going to get. Um, but- that, 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 that was a Michael special. <laughs> I was thinking Archer the TV show could be a good source of, of narrative inspiration for a video game. I don't think there's <sighs> been an Archer video game. No, but then again, I've sort of been off the Archer bandwagon for a little while. I mean, I haven't watched it for a while, but- Since, like, season four or five. But uh, that doesn't mean you know, we the- can't make it into a video game. <laughs> oh, smoke bomb! <laughs> um, no, I kind of like the idea of it of it being a um, a traditional archer. Okay. So, it's a bow, it's a bow mechanic game. Yep. But um, you've got to keep on top of, like, your, your bowstring because it- um, you need to keep it tight at all times. And you got to do your, your bow kegels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's so wrong. And I so want to call it, call this episode bow kegels. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I do, like, I do like bow and arrow mechanics. <sighs> um, I, I, how, how could we bring in the tightness of the bowstring, though, without it just being an annoying kind of- like wear and tear sort of mechanic. Maybe in this in this particular game, how far you actually launch launch an arrow is based on how tight it is. Okay. Um so if if you're going for distance then you're gonna want it like really, really tight to get that that sort of power. But if you don't want it to go that far, then you gotta sort of loosen it off and slack it. Alright. Maybe this is Still a- it's a bow and arrow game, but it's like- it's a cross between archery and golf. Because <laughs> I'm just picturing- hear me out. I'm just picturing- because I don't- th- I think having to, like, alter the tightness of your bowstring as you're, you know, going through a, a level having to kill people. Like, I feel like that would get kind of tedious. But if you're working on a trade-off of, like, having to get an arrow- through a course or something like golf, um, where <laughs> the tightness of the bowstring does affect the distance, but it also sort of affects the accuracy or other aspects, the speed of it or something like you're trading off then. So then it's sort of like using different golf clubs, right? Like yep. there's a reason why you use an iron versus a wood versus a putter versus a whatever. So it, in this case, it's like, oh, well, there's a, you know, in, in this situation, you're best using. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a firm bow with a tight string, um, and in this other situation, you 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 want to loosen it up because um, you're going to get higher 
accuracy that way, even though it's not going to go as far. I don't know. Okay, so the, the physics I know hold for, up on that. I know 100% that I want this to be VR because bow mechanics in VR is just awesome. Sure. Yeah, it's but, kind of but what it's having made for. VR bow golf is just like amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering, does the, um, are the arrows, do they have like a golf ball on the end or do they actually <laughs> have like a, like an arrow point? I think they do have a ball on the end and when they hit the ground, the bow, the arrow bit breaks off so the ball can roll. And then when you go to it again, you like stick a new shaft in it. <laughs> so like for your next shot. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to obviously fire it from um, yeah, from, I, from I, the I position. I kind of like the idea it. of like a caddy saying saying to you, um, "I think you need the thirty-two inch bow this time." <laughs> exactly. Can, yeah. Like yeah. adjust the tightness and pull it back, and you know, launch it off. Yeah, nah, I I really like that idea, <laughs> and the fact that you know the the bow can actually be um, the bow slash ball can be affected by. Um, Wind and all that sort of stuff. So. Oh yeah, you've got all the same sorts of same sorts of issues. You can even use different shafts that are fletched in different ways. You know, um, I'm just imagining some of the courses that you could actually. Well, like, that's it. Now you've got a lot of you've like got a lot, medieval courses and all that sort of stuff. You've got a like, lot of leeway there with different like heights of things, and yeah, I, I feel like there's some there's some good potential there. Um, I'm kind of thinking almost a. Um, if you if you remember the Switch game Golf Story, how it was sort of like an RPG mm-hmm. thing as well, like having um having different missions that you can do archery wise, but your main part of the game is also that you're golfing throughout throughout the land, sort of thing. Sure, yeah. Well, and then you can have certain levels which are to do with like questing or something, but the mechanics are the same. You're still just trying to like. So do you have to <laughs> let's figure out how putting works here because you have to literally like fire are you trying to get it in a hole since you've still got a ball um yeah i think i think you're still aiming for for a hole mm-hmm. um but whether that hole is like in a tree or yeah it doesn't that's the thing it doesn't have to be on the ground or you or you're aiming for like a a um some sort of target like an actual um, traditional looking target, mm-hmm. but it's like on the ground, but it's got like a the hole in the center that you're aiming for the bullseye. Yeah, but you can still um, like you can still win by getting it if it just lands in any of the the outer outer sections. You get less points or something, yeah, or more points. But but the thing is, um, anywhere it lands in the target, that's the end. It's sort of like yep. the, the green is um, you don't get to do it apart from there. It's basically. You're aiming for the center of the target, and if you get in the hole in the center, then that's that's great. But if it lands anywhere else, that's that's sort of like your, your stroke count sort of thing. Yeah. That you get, um, you know, uh, plus one, plus two, plus three, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to your stroke count. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. That's cool. I really want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> like VR and bow, I love, but then the idea of incorporating golf mechanics into that, and you know, traveling along. You know, sending sending your golf ball while also taking out, um, like I'm thinking <laughs> some enemies on the way. Like okay, you know, so you put in some traditional, just and- like you'd go along in your fucking golf buggy to chase your ball, and you've got attackers that you have to take out before you get there. 
Yeah, so you want to make sure that you've actually got like a a proper arrow rather than you know you're yeah. you're one with the ball on the yeah, end you don't because want, the one you don't with want the ball on those. the end they just bounce off their heads. You know, it still takes someone out. Stroke with limits. You know. Well, oh yeah, right. That counts towards your stroke limit. <laughs> well, maybe maybe there's like a sub thing of of how many traditional arrows you fire as well to to take them all out because you also want to do that with as le- you know the, the least amount of of arrows as possible. Yep. So either they count yeah, yeah, towards yeah. your final stroke limit, or it's like a separate score. Yeah. Why hasn't anyone ever thought of, um, like archery and golf together? Oh, they have. I googled it. It is already a thing. It is, but it's really just like hit a series of targets along the course. Um, it's not a ball on the end of a arrow shaft. So you know, yeah, we're safe. They, they suck. <laughs> you need a ball. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Okay. Click. So, so oh, hang, on, hang on. What, what, what I'm picturing. Yep. Is you fire it off, and so the ball goes flying with the shaft, you know, sort of coming behind it. Mm-hmm. But then midair, kind of like a rocket, like oh, the shaft breaks right. off, it, like detonates off. Yeah, 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 or disintegrates or something. Or, or you can, you can, you can um, push a button to basically say, "This is when I want." The, oh, that could be interesting. Want the shaft to like, launch, uh, you know, sort of break off. Yep. To um, because maybe because it, it, it gives it maybe a little bit of extra extra oomph. Yeah, because obviously the 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 shaft is creating drag, but it's also adding accuracy. Yep. So and, and and making it maybe less susceptible to the wind or something because it's like spinning and, and it's accurate through the air. Um, so yeah. so depending on yeah, depending on when you break that off, it might go a bit further, but it's not going to be as accurate or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, cool. I love that. I love that a lot. <laughs> cool. Three, two, one, nice. click. Ooh, not just potent, but omnipotent. Omnip- omnipotent. Om- omnipotent I know. <laughs> Starboard. Oh, okay. So, oh, I don't know why, but for some reason I'm seeing, like, um, the Kraken or, um, like, Neptune or yeah, look, Poseidon I, or something I've, like I, along My those mind lines. is going in a lot of different ways there. Um, I had the idea, obviously, Omnipotent makes you think some sort of godlike being. Yep. Um, and then Starboard makes me think ship, so I'm like, is God a pirate? <laughs> That was my first thought. He's got a pirate. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm wondering whether we just sort of take it in a slightly different way than you'd expect Starboard to go. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, it's actual space. Yeah, well, that was the other way. Yeah, because I also thought, okay, Starboard, it, it could be a spaceship. Um, yeah. Okay. And then it's it's the unknown. Like, it turns out that, um, like, I don't know, Poseidon or whatever- um, Turns out that all those all those gods were actually real, but but they, they were ne- like visitors um, people, from space. People, well, I'm I'm thinking that people never identified like the god of space travel, um, and so okay. you know, this this god has has basically been been sitting there going, okay, I've got no no followers whatsoever. I've always existed alongside my my brethren of of you know, oh, you know god the, of um, the ocean, god of the sun, yep. god of fucking. Yep. Yeah. And God of Space. And God of Space was never identified. Um, and I, I'm thinking it's like a, a simple name like Keith. Is or- it just because by the time, <laughs> like, humans found space travel, they'd, they'd shed the, the kind of, what do you call it, like, multi, multi-gods multi belief? Yeah. Okay. But it turns out that it was actually it was actually true and, and, you know, Poseidon was always sort of looking after the people in the ocean and- Right. Uh, okay. 
Of course. All right. So Zeus was always doing his his shit, and like the extra god that no one, no one sort of that everyone ignored was Keith, the um the space Keith. god. <laughs> I think. Um, all right. Oh yes, and you with Keith. <laughs> you can change the name. <laughs> no, it's if you fine, want. Keith. Keith the space god. <laughs> So I just wanted like a typical name. Yeah, I know. Could have gone with it's ben, like the, but- <laughs> it's like the it, that's that's the the typical name, like the cliche. Uh, but that's fine. So Keith the Space God. So so he like watches over space travelers. Yeah, and he's had nothing to do until this and until, until this century. Now, this century, like the twentieth century, the twentieth century. Like in, in his in his whole life, I'm picturing that like you can show that he's. Pretty much been doing nothing. He was having a nap and- during Apollo 13, Apollo thirteen. Well, the Apo- Challenger, or whatever. Yeah, like during Challenger, he was taking or, a you know, shit. when the explosion happened, and <laughs> um, Apollo eleven. You know, he was he was on on the ball there, but then Apollo thirteen, he got a phone call from Neptune or something like that. Yeah, it's just he like just keeps on getting shot, pranked, motherfucker. <laughs> Nothing's um, going on down here. These fucking humans have they've figured out ships. The Titanic was. Decades ago, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that um, you know Poseidon's getting getting back at um, Keith for the the fact that you know he um he held a held a massive um, you know uh, party the the night of the um of the Titanic going out, and that's why Poseidon accidentally Wait, sunk. sunk are we the going Titanic. with Greek or um, Roman gods? Because you keep switching between Neptune and Poseidon, and they're, they're the same thing. <laughs> Um, different names. Yeah, they're different names for the same. I th- for I the same god. After, I thought I only said Neptune at the start. I thought I've gone Poseidon every other time. Yeah, whichever Poseidon. Uh, so um, okay. So what's the game here? <laughs> um, Do you play Keith looking over like the vastness of space and getting prayers from? <laughs> From aliens who actually believe in him, I kind of, I kind of think you trying to convince a, humans. I think this is this is one of those things that, um, you know, space travel is going to happen, and and you've got to sort of keep keep all the dangers away, sort of thing, almost like a um, reverse flight plan. If you remember, yeah, 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 yeah. remember that I old do. game where you have to like lead the planes onto the runways, but this is like you have to you have to guide the other, you know. Pulsar blasts away from spaceships. Yeah. So I'm 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 seeing that there's like asteroids coming in, and you've got to sort of like be able to move the asteroids off onto a different trajectory by you know right putting my, in like my gravity fields. My concern there and that sort of stuff. is that we've got this rich law being generated, and we're making a fairly straightforward arcadey kind of game. Um, maybe that's a mini game. Yep, but mini game. I fun. think the main game because like we're talking. Keith is this, like, Greek god, you know, of the Greek pantheon. Yep. Those dudes are known for, like, fucking animals and- or whatever, right? Like, they come <laughs> down to Earth, they fuck an animal, it births a human, I don't know, whatever. Like, then there's their incarnation. Demigods. Yeah, creates a demigod on a- I think maybe you play a character on Earth who is either an incarnation of Keith or a demigod child of Keith- and you are trying to convince people to believe in you. Okay, so I'm Keith. imagining that Zeus came down in like the 1950s, and um, you know, fucked a fucked a goose or something like that, <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> yep, gave birth to 
gave birth to um gave birth to Keith. Gave birth to um, Donald Trump. And and Keith like on his on his nineteenth birthday. Um, Wait, so this, are you when, saying that Keith is only Apollo, a demigod then, or because I thought, yeah, he's only a demigod, but he's um he's also in charge of space travel. Like, okay, turns out that um, so I'm, I'm imagining that because space travel didn't sort of happen until like the 1960s. I think maybe Zeus you know. fucked a quasar, <laughs> <laughs> or like maybe just a an asteroid or something, and then shot <laughs> that asteroid down to the planet, landed, out comes Keith. <laughs> and he's been subtly like you know hanging around mission control he lives in Houston <laughs> <laughs> oh god I do like the idea that he's a new that he's a modern demigod because that would explain his name for one yeah if he's born in the 50s he definitely could be called Keith yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that they they weren't expecting space travel to actually yeah um, yeah happen like, until oh, like fuck. the 1970s and and it sort of um, it happened a lot earlier than what they were expecting. Well, well they so just didn't like, even oh, think shit. of it. They just didn't even yeah. think of it. These all these gods that came into being from the belief of people, you know, a couple thousand years ago, um, and then and then all of a sudden it's the 50s and they and they're like these fucking humans have invented a whole new thing that we have no control over. We need someone taking care of this shit. Zeus, go fuck a asteroid. <laughs> go fuck an alien, and and it gets it gets sent down in in like Roswell, New Mexico, in nineteen forty seven. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, no, that didn't really work. Uh, all right, fucking inert rock that's floating around space. Fuck a comet. Fuck a comet. There you go. Fuck a comet. <laughs> he gets sent down to Earth, kind of like um, kind of like um, uh, you know, Kal-El and. You know, Zeus is going, oh, I suppose that'll do. <laughs> well, uh, well down, and, and in fact, Superman was inspired by one of the earlier experiments <laughs> where they tried to create someone called Clark. <laughs> no, just a bit early. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, <laughs> yeah. for the one more. I'm not sure we got much gameplay on that one, but uh, I think no. our, our rich background will inspire many, many, uh, many a game spin-off. Uh, m- many a fan art. Yeah, I hope oh, so. That'd be nice. Fucking, fucking robots and asteroids and yeah. gooses. Gooses, <laughs> yeah. Geese. <laughs> Three to one click. Primate. <laughs> <laughs> Meteorology. I <laughs> <laughs> just made that game. <laughs> okay, I'll click your game. You keep primate. I'll keep, all right, I'll keep primate. Locust. Ooh. I kind of like the new the new buddy comedy game of a primate and a locust. A primate and a locust. Is this in like an anthropomorphic animal kind of world? Yeah, like a, uh, a, kind of like a banjo and kazooie. But this is a oh, I see a- primate and locust. Yep. What sort of primate are we talking here? Um, tail, tail primate. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the idea of tail. Okay, I'm definitely Some liking tail. Monkey or lemur. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely also liking, you know, a, a sort of, a sort of plague insect that should have, should have, um, gone dormant, but, um, happened to, happened to stay, um, stay awake for some reason. Okay. So just all a, it's, just a story that sort of happens at the start. All its buddies of like, I don't know, what do locusts do? Die? And then fucking lay eggs and die probably? <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought, um, 
locusts, uh, like, went dormant over, over, like, winter and that sort of stuff. So, they sort of bury themselves and- Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Um, but, okay, that, let's assume that that is the case. And this is, like, uh, the uh, the opposite of the ant and the grasshopper, where- mm-hmm. The grasshopper didn't do anything all summer or whatever, and then it was going to go dormant into winter and didn't have any food. In well, or or it's the same as that. It's like fuck, I don't have any food. I can't go to sleep. All right, hook up with this lemur. We're gonna <laughs> travel the world together as best buds. Yeah. Um. So, what's their relationship like? Um. How did they meet? I th- I'm just picturing like. Do lemurs eat insects? They might. I don't know. I don't know that much about lemurs. No, fruit. They're f- they eat fruit and stuff. Okay, so they're good friends because they both eat fruit. Yeah, that, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm pi- I'm picturing almost like a um, oh, wh- where are lemurs sort of based? Uh good question. Rainforests, maybe. Maybe. I'm looking it up. Madagascar, of course. Of course, Madagascar. They're literally native only to Madagascar. I'm now picturing that it's like this huge um, open world in which going back going back to our our classic um, 3D platformer that the lemurs trying to help help this locust okay um, get to the other side of the island yeah where all its um all its friends have sort of sure you know gone gone to go gone to go into so we've got a um, bit of a Jack and Daxter Ratchet and Clank kind of deal yeah yeah so you're playing. The lemur, but occasionally the the locust gets to like do a mini game, <laughs> like yeah, help kinda, out. Kind of like your, kind of like your Jack and Daxter, kind of like yeah. your Banjo Kazooie or Banjo and Tui or whatever game you want to sort of Banjo Kablooey. Um. Okay. So, um, locust name. I'm picturing something simple like Locky. Locky the locust. Sure. Um. What about Lima? What? Uh, Brad. <laughs> Brad Lima. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> Brad Lima and uh, Lucky the Locust are on a Madagascan adventure. Madagascar 4. <laughs> There's no more zoo animals. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, we couldn't afford Ben Stiller or the other three. Or David Swimmer or Chris, Chris Rock, Rock or-, or... Can't remember the- Who plays Laura the name. I don't remember. Um, okay, so gameplay, I'm I'm picturing that, like, the lemur can, like, swing through trees and and has, like, parkour sort of mechanics. And um, yep. fruit is, like, their power-ups. Yep. Um, what can the locust do? Fuck all. Um, no, it can fly. Okay. It can fly, obviously. So maybe, maybe you can like send it to grab things, take control, and and like get high uh, fruit that is kind of high, and sort of it's knock it down. It's also small, so it can like crawl into smaller gaps. Um, yep. So again, you might have sort of mini game sections where where you have to crawl through a, a little tunnels to like hear a switch or whatever. Yep. Um, they're also gross. So is this in a world in which like um, humans have died out. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, are you talking that- humans have died out recently or humans are like an ancient species that are talked about in hushed tones? Ancient species, I think. Okay. 
So there's sort of remnants um, of technology. Yeah, kind of like um, Madagascar was, you know, fully settled and there's still uh, what's called there, but it's all like any any sort of um, remains of skeleton sort of thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. This is like what long after climate change has wiped out the human beings and, and the Earth's CO2 levels have gone back to normal and now we're in equilibrium and again. life continues on. Yeah, without those fucking humans- who fuck everything up. Um, okay. So I'm picturing, yep, lots of, lots of parkour, lots of, um, like cave spelunking. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm picturing not so much an open world, but more like structured levels, almost like Far Cry. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know how it made it feel like it was open level, but it was like, there are certain things that you're going to, you're going to do over this island yep. to get to the place. Okay. That you need to. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing that counts as open world in, in ways. It's just more that you sort of unlock different areas as you go, right? Yeah. you sort of guided through the open world, in a sense. Yeah, there are certain things that you need to do in, in moving forward, but um, you're never really going back on yourself sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, sure. So, it's um, definitely definitely levels that are happening forward, but, um, but also- like it's the feel of oh I can do it this way I can yeah. go this way I can a bit a little bit Tomb Raider modern Tomb Raider too does a bit of that yeah. you kind of circle back on yourself a bit but mostly you're just going through levels yeah okay cool cool I guess I guess we'll leave it there um so. yeah I like that idea <laughs> so if you want to find us online find our other episodes find other things that we have guested on or done. Go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our stuff is there. Lots of cool things happening on Podchaser soon as well. That is my site. Check it out. If you have your own podcast, make sure it's on there. Claim it. Do all the cool stuff. It's pretty rad. We're also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasts, mostly about games, a few other things. We love each other. We're awesome. We help each other out. Go to 8bit.net. And uh, check out some of those other rad shows. Have a look on Facebook for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Also check out Twitter for hashtag AGPN. Um, quite a few podcasts tag themselves with that network. And yeah, check all the podcasts out because they're all awesome. They're not necessarily all 8-bit, but a lot of the 8-bit podcasts check themselves in on, on that network as well. And finally, we'd like to thank... Kuradust for the song Matt defines of the album Containment Failure. Yes, indeed. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I am firing an arrow for...